0: Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Oh, Go Welcome to Night After Night, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lisa Fernandes and... I am Chris Wardner, And we're here with the fourth episode of the second season of Laverne Shirley, Excuse Me, May I Cut In. Directed by John Thomas Lennox and written by Fred Fox Jr. And I do believe Chris has facts about the two of them.
1: Yeah, so uh, John Thomas Lennox was also the director of How Do You Say Are You Dead in German from the last season, which is definitely one of my favorite episodes. Uh, as I also mentioned before on that episode, he, uh, he also was the second AD on The Outfit by John Flynn, which is one of my favorite uh, 70s crime movies. And uh, he also he primarily, as I found out in a little further research, was the unit production manager for many episodes of Laverne and Shirley oh. and would continue to do pretty much kind of stay in that position for quite a bit of his career. Um, cute little trivia note that's going to become relevant in a moment is that he also was the unit production manager on Splash, directed by Ron Howard. Um, as for the author of this episode or the the writer of this episode, Fred Fox Jr., this was actually his first major writing credit, it appears, and he was a writer and supervising producer on later yeah. Happy Day seasons, and he also worked on uh, Family Matters, and you'll notice actually as the season goes on, I was doing a little research ahead, yeah. um, Family Matters had a lot of Laverne and Shirley season two alums on it. Um, yes yeah fred fox also apparently fred fox jr also appears later in a laverna Chili episode as a bellhop apparently oh. um so we'll get a chance to see him on camera that's cool. um the super side trivia note is that he also created a series called my secret identity which helped give the television world jerry o'connell oh. which uh as as a sliders fan i just had to make sure to make that note that's
0: cool i did not know that i had no idea and was jerry o'connell's first role
1: at uh, the very least this is his first major tv yeah. uh, role yeah. um because I, I, he's he's in stand by me isn't he
0: yeah 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 yeah. as a kid a little kid he was in stand by me that's right yeah that's right i think he did other roles as a child actor i don't think of it. Mm. yeah yeah that's cool that's really neat uh mm. this is what the episode's about when the girls tv set explodes and causes a building-wide blackout they get desperate for replacements After begging Fred for extra money and coming up short, they turn to Carmine and thanks to some new inside information they learned through him, they think that they have their replacement locked down. It seems that the grand prize at Jefferson High School's latest dance is a brand new set of his and hers television sets. A crafty show decides to enlist her old date, Richie Cunningham, to get the prize. Using Richie, they plan to get his best friend, Patsy Weber, Jefferson High's best dancer, to perform with Laverne at the dance. Unfortunately, Deborah Lee Potsy's, Potsy's original date kicks Potsy in the shins, forcing the girls to take drastic measures to win their sets. What do you think of this episode?
1: This was a blast. Yeah, Th- this this is definitely so far of season two. This was one of the ones that really like kind of hits on a lot of different cylinders. It's a um, I think part of it is I hate to admit this, you know, is that I have forgotten how much I actually did enjoy happy days as a yeah. kid. Um, I, I, watched happy days and I think around the time Laverne and Shirley started showing up on Nick at night was when I sort of was going into other stuff. I looked it up later, uh, that, um, uh, Laverne and Shirley started hitting Nick at night around 98 or so. Yeah. And that was when I was getting caught up on horror movies. That was when dad and I were yeah. catching up on Lumberto Baba's Demons and all the Romero dead films and Phantasm and all of that. So I yeah. was, I was lost in scaring the hell out of myself over there while yeah. Laverne and Shirley was going, but happy days I watched so regularly. So it was great to see, um, Ron and and Anson, you know, in this episode and, uh, to even see, you know, the Jefferson high, you know, and realizing that was why that Jefferson high school, like was stuck in my brain somewhere deep.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but in terms of the content of this episode, it's preciously adorable. It's very sitcom in the way it's, it's timed. And a lot of that's, I think for the laugh, uh, you know, with the live audience, yeah but it, God, the physical comedy is fantastic. The dancing, the dancing itself is great. And the, um, just there's a lot of wonderful little details in this, including um, uh, the the bit with Edna at the beginning, yes. and, you know, di- which is this is like our first real, like yes. getting to see a lot of a lot of her here. Um,
0: yes. I was thinking that.
1: Immediately adore her. She's just she's yeah. perfect as this mother figure. And she's perfect as a mother figure. That's not like a like a joke mother figure. It's that the idea is that she's she actually is witty. She is a witty person. And yes. I love that about her um and you know just elements just there's so many elements throughout the episode even though the lucille thing um you know (laughs) still grates on my nerves a little bit um but it's uh but it's good i i really i really really enjoy this one i'm I'm actually kind of struggling to like figure out how i want to rank this one later in the in our podcast here so i don't know but what about you how was it how was it coming back to this one
0: it's a lot of fun. This is a fun little episode. Uh, the chemistry between Ron Howard and Cindy Williams is off the charts, mm-hmm. really nice. Uh, he he might be my favorite uh, romantic interest for her, even, even though it's kind of uncomfortable. Because, you know, these are, he's a senior in high school and she's like manipulating his butt to uh, get him to get her what she needs. But mm-hmm. even by the end, by the end, they're on a genuine playing field. But uh, it's... Uh, kind of lock in a few ways. But yeah, this is the first appearance of Betty Garrett as Edna Babish. And she is so good and so natural in this role. Uh, There's a mm-hmm. woman who's lived a lot. She knows how to handle her business. She's got a lot of fondness for these girls and even for her tenants, even for the boys who exasperate her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right from the start, the boys are exasperating her. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, just great. It's just, Perfect role for her, and perfect missing puzzle piece sliding into right into place, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of one of those. Now that she's here, yeah. you realize it was kind of, like you you knew something was like maybe like it wasn't perfect quite yet, and it's like she just yeah. slides into the cast, just like and it's like aha, now it now it makes sense. Now everything works. It's the missing yeah. gear.
0: Yeah, yeah. The way she fits in and the way she manages to add this kind of sassy little uh, bit of humor to the show while also grounding it and giving the girls somewhere to look to and someone to ask for help and someone to um, get them out of their jams sometimes. She's just perfect. Mm-hmm. You're going to let kid you your loving, it. you're going to probably love them more and more as time goes on.
1: I mean I, it's that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty impressive because I love her a lot already. I love yeah. the the bit when uh the um oh the so Shirley sets up the story about you yeah. know this the television shot I got him from my aunt from yeah. my sweet sixteen before she told me I was gonna be a tramp, and then Edna says someone in her family called and said I was gonna be a tramp, but I got married before I could before she could be proven right yeah and then and then Laverne brings it home with that big dopey grin and my aunt is a tramp
0: yeah <laughs> i'm gonna I'm gonna go see her this summer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah it's probably it's probably the case of well she gets to hear a lot of amazing stories i'm sure yeah
0: yeah so that's her goal her goal is to figure mm-hmm. out why she's got so many guys you get those guys uh yeah cute little exchange and that's just the flavor of the relationship and the way it keeps yep. going it's really good
1: it's so good yeah and i i love her exasperation with the boys you know last time the power went out they thought it was a communist sneak attack yeah. you know yeah. They're probably what is it? They're probably building defenses upstairs, or yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah, and I mean that. And the thing that's only like discussing only the first few minutes. Like you know, as soon as we get you know, really the episode gets going with the plan to get the second T to get the new TV. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the pizza bowl and ask, you know, asking Pop, you know, and he pull, and I love he, he opens up the, the cash register. It's like, hey, you want air? There's a bunch of air in there.
0: <laughs> that was great. That was great. Oh,
1: it's it's great. And, the way uh, it,
0: it just loops everything. And I love that Potsy once came into the pizza bowl, asked for a pizza with extra cheese, and cried until Frank gave him extra cheese. <laughs> you can picture it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, God, yeah. And then the... Uh, 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 what's his name yeah and then of course carmine has to show up you know which is which is fine it, i mean eddie eddie choreographed the dance at the end yeah. so you know oh he he's did be i featured. was wondering
0: if that was his work
1: yeah it's it's credited oh. in at the end of the episode
0: oh that makes sense
1: yep gifted man uh,
0: gifted dancer
1: oh boy and lucille god <laughs> Cut. Yeah, I, I, I have another another note in here that I there's some choice words that I'll I'll leave for after we're done recording this.
0: <laughs> I was gonna specifically but, mention that the choreography was really, really good. And I'm not shocked yes. that it was him, because he does some really, 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 really good dance stuff that they, they choreographed later in the series. Mm-hmm. But it's really good the way he manages to blend real good dancing with real good physical humor. So I wanted to give a special note on that.
1: Oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as much as I give the character a lot of crap, I mean, yeah. Eddie was definitely talented and oh, especially yeah. physically. I mean, throughout that first season, you see some wonderful moments of just his, his rhythm and his timing and and the like. So, I mean, it's definitely and to do that, you know, that's even if it's it's something that's supposed to come off as silly or incompetent. It's, you know, that's actually harder in some ways. You have to do it right and then learn how to do it wrong. You know, it's um. what exactly. they say is that it's the easiest thing is to play someone who's smart. The hardest thing is to play someone who's dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention everything about him about Lucille and Carmine. Like we see mm. that this boy toy relationship is going on and going on. She's giving him more and, more and more and more and more and more and more stuff. And what's interesting is that he's like really enjoying it um, in one hand and on the other hand he's out a beck and call. So I thought just oh, a yeah. dichotomy. Interesting dichotomy.
1: That's a you know, that is actually a good point. So that makes you wonder if how much of the relationship you know he's liking it for now but like if at some point he's ever going to get sick of it or he's going to have the bad days that are like what am I doing I shouldn't have gotten involved here Um, we'll get there yeah we'll get there but um, as that scene goes on you know that's when we get to that wonderful punchline of the scene of like you know it's like we're doing this you know for a TV what do we do uh, what would you do (laughs) for color TV we don't we don't do those things (laughs) And uh um, so that got me off on this wonderful little research tangent that we were talking mm-hmm. about. Uh you and I were talking a bit earlier mm-hmm. today about um color TV and when did it exist? You know, was 1957, 58, and this probably be 58 is what we figure, you know, was to color television around and it was, yeah, to my surprise. Yeah. Um, it looks like some of the first commercially available color television sets are like as early as like 54, it seems like. Yeah. Um, And uh, that they even had started doing the the original experiments with um, electric color television back in the, it looks like around like the 1940s. So there were even shows that actually realizing this was going to be a thing. They started filming in color as early as like 49 or 51. Wow. So so as much as it's so it's a tad anachronistic because by 58, it wasn't really being adopted very much, although, it, it, you know, especially that a lot of TV shows didn't shoot that way. The few that did were like they said, like a season cost more than like a Hollywood movie um, at the time. So because and it's uh, so it took another like seven or eight years before they yeah. really adopted it. But it's um, but it's it is plausible. So g- good on them for being able to make a joke that just barely squeaks by in terms of historical accuracy.
0: It's really cool. It's really cool that they manage to... Sometimes the show manages to get history just right. There are several points where everything gets skipped ahead or gets skipped back, where we lose whole chunks of years as the show progresses. We'll get to that down the line. But sometimes they get the yeah. research just right. Sometimes it's just perfect. I was going to yeah. go back to Carmen. Um, uh, it's interesting his relationship with Shirley here. Where she's like dragging him like around... Like trying to get mm-hmm. him uh, to tell Laverne about the contest and how she's leaning on him for all this information, and uh, and yet uh, he's still off of Lucille, and yet she—they're more and more like intimate, like physically and also um, emotionally beyond like a friend phase. So like, their relationship is continues to be interesting, and they're not officially together
1: right. Like yet. Right. Right.
0: So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. God, and then I, I will want to say two th- two things. Is actually no, just the one thing um, that yeah. I think about it because I covered one of the others. Um, what was it? Eight countries in six days? Yeah, yeah. That's not fun. Yeah, that's not fun. Nobody. Not really. That's a that is a. I'm going to do you this thing, but God, that I can imagine Carmine coming back from that and realizing, oh, this was a bad idea. Because <laughs> I've I've known people that have done like you know like two weeks across most of Europe and you could tell like when they tell the stories about it, they don't remember much. Like yeah. they pretty much just saw like an airport and a hotel room for about 12 hours and then like went around a couple of spots and then they were done. And, you know, and they, they didn't really get to go to the place. They, yeah. they, they stopped over in it. There's a layover more than anything. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So ha ha Carmine. Ha ha.
0: I imagine that to quote uh, the carpetbaggers, he thinks he just wants to see a lot of lovely ceilings. Ha ha Yeah right he just wants to like lie there that's what he wants he wants to see a lot of lovely ceilings as he's being taken through europe and being treated like royalty so to speak so right in the end you know you'll you'll see how it works out for him see how it works out okay okay
1: okay we'll get we'll get there all right um so anyway but yeah moving forward um so then we get richie yeah um i forgot how much i loved Ron Howard as Richie Cunningham.
0: Yes.
1: And, you know, and he's, it's kind of sad to consider that he became something of a bit of an underrated actor Yeah, in some respects, yeah. you know, cause he is a very talented director um, yes. there. You know, I remember we were talking with the, uh, um, the, these are our days podcast hosts on the Gary Marshall, uh, piece about how these are there was, there has been a shift obviously in Ron's directorial career. Yep. Um, but that, uh, um, but as an actor, you know, his dry delivery is yeah. so delightful here. And it's it's so cute. It's like I wish that we would – like I would love to see him play old man roles now today. Yeah. With that same sense of humor. And just, you know, and it's still a little gee gosh, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's great. And it contrasts wonderfully with Shirley in the little black dress and her scarf. Yeah.
0: And... Anything but murder, mister. Anything but murder, Oh, my mister.
1: God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's just like wonderful.
1: It's so adorable. I mean, it's so adorable. I mean, all together, I mean, the whole foursome of them through the episode is just is so cute. Yeah, and it's 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 really. I mean, that's that's really what touched my heart and why I love this episode, I think, so much. I mean, the dance is this great, you know, set piece, but the the four of them are just so wonderful together and they bounce off each other so well.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a beautiful cross chemistry here. Uh, what's interesting to me is how uh, the guys are in uh, in this. They're in on this, you know, in a way, you know, just so they can, you know, be doing something nice for these girls.
1: In mm-hmm. a way,
0: they're not, mm-hmm. like, expecting anything more than maybe a kiss. Potsy's definitely not expecting a kiss. Potsy's kind of scared of Laverne, mm-hmm. which is really funny. To me, it's just really funny because she's this tough girl who beat the crap out of his ex-date, so to speak. I guess you called her a bimbo. Never call her bimbo. Mm. You know, call her for an mm-hmm. bimbo, you die. And that's what happens. Uh,
1: yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get, get to that probably another episode or two.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um what's interesting to me is that the girls happy days canon is continuity here and it's discontinuity. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's definitely mentioned that Shirley went on a date with Richie, but she was definitely not the same character. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the same character. If you watch those, I know you—you you haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen the episodes yet. But she's definitely not. She's definitely not the Shirley Feeney that who waits for the wedding nights and um, mm-hmm. is uh, innocent and loves her stuffed kitty and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. She punches out teenagers.
1: Yeah. A lot, well, I guess a lot can happen. To, you know. You know, a lot can happen to somebody in eleven and a half months. It's
0: like a reverse Roxy Latour. This is funny to me. It'll be funny to Chris later. <laughs> It'll be funny to Chris mm-hmm. in two seasons, anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, but but it is, it's still cute. I mean, seeing Shirley yeah. throw on the charm, and it's yeah. like you know, chips. Oh, oh, gee, thanks. Dip. Oh, uh, maybe on the next one. Yeah. yeah and the whole like uh, the. <laughs> I was just playing him with the. Uh, it's like I'm sure you also have a uh, have a have another handsome friend, uh, you know, or you know, sweet friend that could you know take Laverne to the dance. Oh, Ralph Mouth, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> that delivery uh, is is wonderful, and I love how like it's so overboard, and and yet Richie is still falling for it throughout.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the chemistry between Ron Howard and Cinder Williams remains off the charts. It's just really nice.
1: It does, yeah, and. It's just really nice. It is. I, I, I'm still, I'm just kind of, you know, still in shock, you know, at how, how good it is. And that they, you know, it's one of those, I think if Happy Days had been able to, or no, excuse me, not had been able to, if it had, d- you know, dri- been driven off, of, you know, if the, if the shark jump had truly destroyed the show, or if yeah. something like it had destroyed the show sooner, um, I wonder if in uh, at that time that uh, uh, they would have moved Richie and Laverne and Shirley as a oh. regular because he 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 fits in so well with with this uh with the show because you could tell you can see the style difference um but it works amazingly
0: yeah it would be interesting about that you know you could completely picture him he becomes like he wanted to be a reporter he becomes a reporter on the downtown beats and he's Mm -hmm. always there trying to get scoops that would have been interesting that would have been very interesting
1: yeah, because, I mean, then you would even have the, have the girls, you know, like, suspect that there's a crime going on, there's a big scoop, and, you know, get him involved in some, uh, poor Richie involved in some madcap insanity because of it.
0: Yep, 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 yep. why are you girls dragging me into this? why that's happening?
1: happen? Yep.
0: Uh, this is interesting episode-wise, because this is Shirley, who is normally not as, like, intensely forward in the girls' scheming. Mm-hmm. Unless she like really, really wants the thing, she's she's driving this one. She's got the reins and she's flicking them, and she's pushing pushing their cart and their horses as fast forward as she can in the scheme. And that's an interesting fact. That's mm-hmm. an interesting one. I thought that yeah, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting and unique twist. Of who yeah, she is.
1: it it feels as if Shirley is just much more in some respects much more intense, which I like. Is the the yeah. switch of that intensity happening? when they make it to the dance i thought was kind of cool it's like she has this because of the fact that she is in this control mode i'm going to control this narrative control this piece and control these components and she's even you know like when the boy is coming to pick them up for the date you know she makes laverne pose you know so it's like she's constantly like not even being aware of you know how the other people are reacting that in her scheme and then when the dance actually you know gets there and then when the 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 um uh the fly in the ointment or the, you know, the, 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 um, the wrench in the works happens that, you know, then it becomes Laverne's sort of leading the charge, which I thought was, I thought it was cool. That's another reason. I also liked this episode. They both kind of get an equal measure of, um, uh, agency. It felt like, or at the very least, uh, they're equally tenacious through the episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those episodes where everybody's on the same team in a way. Like Mm -hmm. Carmine's on there with, them. uh, the girls are on the same team. I'm sure the boys would be there trying to scheme more with them. They don't show up in this episode. Right. Um, and it's, what's very interesting about it is that, you know, you there is no, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. From the uh, moral majority, so to speak. Whatever the heck mm-hmm. the moral majority of in this sitcom would be. But there's nobody saying, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. That's bad.
1: Do you yeah. think it has anything to do with the fact that Jefferson beat Fillmore High? That's why it's a victory dance?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go.
1: Because cause for, for those not, that have been keeping track at home or have not been keeping track, but Fillmore is where, the girl, where Laverne and Shirley went, and I think by extension, then Carmine. And the boys. So that means that uh, they essentially are going to their rival school. Yeah. And then winning the victory dance and yeah. taking one of those TVs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lenny and Squiggy and went, being, went and beat
1: up one of the teenagers.
0: <laughs> Lenny and Squiggy went to that high. I uh, that high school too. They oh all boy. went together through high school. Oh boy! And Squiggy was a valedictorian. That's all I gotta say. Again,
1: that's that says that says a lot, and it concerns me about that school board <laughs> and the curriculum and the teachers. Yeah. And yet he didn't graduate as well either. That's that was the, I think the gag. Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah! 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 He didn't graduate. He and Lenny allegedly didn't graduate high school, but then they did graduate high school. It depends on uh, which episode you're watching because book problems. Mm. But yeah, they all went through high. They all went through school together. They went from uh, first grade all the way through high school and graduated together. So mm. that's they all went to more together.
1: Man. Yeah, it's 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 definitely I, I love that they are able to still have, you know, that element of they're still they're still connected to those high school roots, you know, and as you're saying, like, there is that still that bond and how, yeah, that Carmine's it on the on the gag. It makes me wonder, like, if I think it's good that Lenny and Squeaky aren't in this episode as 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 much as that might be a shocking revelation. Um, but it's a, um, I think it would have overloaded the narrative a little bit. That's kind of more when you get into, like, having to have a B plot. And this is what's kind of nice is this all focuses on an A plot. It allows it to just stay totally focused on the girls' goal with a little bit of you know sight gags to uh kind of flesh it out on the sides. And um yeah. But then it all leads into you know the big moment, the big dance itself after you know, Laverne, you know, you know, uh takes uh uh what's the name is is Debbie, right? Yes. Um and takes her aside and then comes back, rolls. Definitely.
0: down. Her... Oh, Definitely.
1: Gosh. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then the big moment happens, and she's got to substitute in uh, Richie, and Ron and her just do an amazing job through the dance. It's, yep. God, it's a. So, are there going to be more kind of dance mu- uh, choreography moments like this coming up?
0: Oh, yes, bunches. Oh, bunches. Man.
1: I'm looking forward to that.
0: Uh, Gary Marshall always had all the actors write down what they could do physically, hmm. what they could do, all of their talents, and then eventually the writers would work them into episodes. Like, for instance, like um, like Penny can dance, she has professional training, so she dances in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael can juggle that shows up in the show. So it's, all, it's interesting what they choose and use in there, but we get lots of musical numbers. We get full uh, full-on operetta in the seventh season. Oh wow. So excellent. Full-on operetta, we get um, a lot of musical, epi- musical episodes and musical segments. It's 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 coming. Yeah, wait for it, but it's coming.
1: Nice. Man, I'm excited. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to hear. Cause I mean, this was just so well, it's incredibly well executed. The timing's wonderful, incredible coordination. I love even also that this is stylistically yes. directorially speaking, this is a little more complicated at times, you know, it's great use of wide shots. There's that wonderful, uh, dolly move they do across the side as they're doing the spins yes. spinning each other around, which, uh, that's fantastic. I love doing, uh, yeah. I think that's what they call it, like a lateral dolly move. Um, uh-huh. the way that kind of the way that like, uh, Wes Anderson moves his camera. Those moves for that type of continuous follow motion yeah. is just beautiful to me.
0: Yeah.
1: And and I, I resisted mentioning multiple action movies that have done that same thing.
0: <laughs> you should do it. Like, do it. Because I wonder what they learned from that, so to speak. You know what I mean? I wonder if they uh, saw this episode and eventually when they became adults. They wove it right into the uh, action, so to speak. Or they, maybe they worked on the sitcom. I mean, I don't know if, you know,
1: Richard Marquand was thinking of that during the lightsaber battle with uh, Vader and Luke at the end. You you know the shot I'm talking about, that that, that Dolly move underneath uh, where they're kind of fighting underneath. Yes, uh
0: yes, 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 yes. But to be fair, there is a connection, you know, an easy connection between Star Wars and Laverne Shirley. Mm -hmm. Super easy connection. Yeah, I I don't know if you can... Can you, can you Kevin Bacon it? I bet you can Kevin Bacon it. Well,
1: Kevin Bacon it. Well, I mean, obviously is that, uh, yeah. we have, uh, well, the main obvious one for this episode is that, you know, it's got Ron Howard and Ron Howard directed uh, solo, but in terms of the classic star Wars, um, yeah. that would be Cindy Williams and Ron Howard being in American Graffiti, which is directed yes. by George Lucas, who directed star Wars. So therefore by extension yeah. gave return of the Jedi to Richard Marquand, um, it's Marquand or Marquand. I, I don't actually know how to pronounce his name. I haven't watched the documentaries on that <laughs> film in a long time. Um, yeah, there's, there's multiple different leaps that can be made. I mean, that's the thing about Star Wars now is that it's. I was going
0: to of... say I can do. I can do an even quicker one.
1: Okay, now okay, uh, okay. Let's see what you got.
0: Carrie Fisher guest stars in the season eight episode of this show. She's Penny Marshall's best friend, or was. Hmm. And from her to Lucas, and from Lucas to them. There you go.
1: Man, but a bing, I'm impressed. Yeah. I it's always it's always nice to have an impressive co-host. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, um, speaking of Gary, though, hey, that was him on the drums in the back, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was. Uh, he shows up in both *Laverne Shirley* and *Happy Days* as a drummer at important moments during the sh- both shows, which I thought was really really nice, really interesting. Oh, That's
1: cute. That's always yeah. great. And especially after watching the retrospective, it was great to see him there.
0: Yes, yes. The uh, retrospective is amazing.
1: It's really good. Yeah. I'm hoping by now that it'll be in, in full available somewhere for people to watch because it's 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 yeah. good stuff.
0: I it's currently streaming on Hulu.
1: Ah, okay. Good. Okay. For those who want it. As as of this recording, which is uh quite a ways probably from when this episode's gonna air. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about how many yeah. weeks it's gonna be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but uh yeah um i but don't
0: anyway. know if it'll be up anywhere
1: permanently yeah, so. mm. but um speaking of permanently though we're definitely not going to be able to forget the uh the moments towards the end of this episode the uh the way that when all of a sudden done they've got their tv and the boys are expecting you know the door slam for attention and you know well, we <laughs> were gonna and uh and we both shaved and uh you know uh <laughs> um and i it's,
0: it's, it's really good
1: it really is
0: <laughs> oh it's good i love they're it trying to be
1: clever and it's just a, i love how laverne, laverne turns it around scares him scare him good anson's delivery good night and they couldn't leave without the door. oh no. it killed me when i came back to this episode again oh it's so good oh,
0: it's yeah yeah and it was
1: it was I was curious what your thought was on Shirley. You know, we talked about how she's more scheming and everything, but that the way it ends with her and with Shirley and, um, and Richie, I thought was rather sweet. And I was yeah. curious what your take was on that. How it lands. Was,
0: it was nice that she finally comes in with a with genuine gesture. Mm. She finally comes in and says, well, this is because I want to. Yeah. This is because of the scheme.
1: Yeah. Possibly, and, uh, it's quite it, possibly one of the most romantic things you could ever say to anyone because I, that's because yeah. I wanted to. It's something I've I've yeah. always longed to hear.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's lovely. It's a lovely line and it's really it's a it's a beautiful gesture. That's why I that's why I enjoy these characters together. That's probably I won't say that it tops Trillian Carmine for me, but it's a lot less complicated than Trillian Carmine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because go, oh, it's gonna get complicated, kids. We're gonna ford that river when it comes. Mm. we're gonna ford that river,
1: oh boy, I remember how that used to go on Oregon Gosh. trail.
0: Yeah. Try not to drown your oxen, kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have never heard that phrase before.
0: Hey. so happens you try to for the river You're, everybody's dying in the back of the uh, dying in the back of the wagon, all the oxen are drowning
1: yeah i i I know I remember that part I'm just I'm thinking phrasing it like that it's like sometimes you gotta drown your oxen kids It's like oh my god
0: <laughs> no I said try not to drown your oxen, try not okay sorry, I'm sorry bad. that's that that that's was right. okay, okay I'm not encouraging oxen murder.
1: no okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: we're god. leaving that in we're so leaving that in oh. Uh, Anyway, um, oh, but- I was
0: going to say, mm-hmm. we forgot the really classic line when uh, Carmine walks up to Shirley and goes, hi, Angel Face, and Richie goes, hi. <laughs>
1: well, and see, I'm going to be a journalist. And so I was, uh, I was trying, I was practicing being witty.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Richie.
1: Oh, Richie. Richie's
0: the best. So you forget how good, like I said, like you said, rather. That You forget how good he is in this mm-hmm. show and in this sitcom, Milo, because you're so used to Oscar-winning actor, actor Oscar-winning director, mm-hmm. Ron Howard. And you're like, oh, yeah, he can act. He's acting a yep. long, 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 yep. long, 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 long time. I mean, you know, he's he,
1: arguably, he was able to direct a Star Wars movie. But frankly, I would love to see him in a Star Wars movie yeah. at this point. He'd be great. Like, he'd be excellent on The Mandalorian, to be yes.
0: honest. Yes.
1: Like, playing as, like, an Andy Griffith gone you know a little dark small town sheriff that the mando has to deal with
0: yeah yeah
1: come on yeah. come on Fav- that would be cool come on favro Falani. get on that
0: yeah 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 honestly i'm surprised he hasn't shown up yet yeah I'm surprised he hasn't shown up as,
1: as far as i know i think he did it as a favor. solo i think was a favor for kathleen to be honest yeah that's my understanding yeah
0: i wouldn't be shocked
1: yeah but, uh, anyways, with
0: oh, solo was kind of a morass. So. Yeah.
1: Oh man. That's, that's another discussion for a different podcast, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Sorry folks. While we're recording this, this is also, we, the, the Snyder cut business just broke recently. So we, <laughs> the, the, the director's cuts and, and film, you know, behind the scenes shenanigans have been on our mind. Um, yeah. But uh, also Ron Howard is, uh, but back on track, Ron Howard is also really good at uh, delivering such silly lines as, nice closet.
0: (laughs) I love that uh, that kiss kind of takes him so far out of his head that he just walks in the closet and out the door. That's cute. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite. This kiss was so awesome. I no longer know how to purse him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That happens a few times in the show. I'll play out my favorite when it happens, but it's a good good one. Yeah, it really is. It
1: really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting how the story concluded in a way where the girls definitely... the guys didn't get nothing. And so, you know, there's, you know, and Shirley has that bit about, you know, I don't know if it was fair and then they go for the punchline of, you know, Oh my God, look at that picture. It looks so good. You know, (laughs) it it feels okay. Like, you know, I was, I was personally okay with that because, you know, the guys got to have a story, they got to have an adventure and um, they'll never forget it. And they, they were able to do something nice for the girls. I like that Richie even took it in stride that he totally, he was, he was totally aware of what was going on and, yeah and it's like you were you were uh you were aware of it it's like yeah well how 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 long of course i'm a senior and it's yeah
0: not that dumb (laughs) yeah he's a senior and a journalist he's not that dumb yeah
1: oh yeah oh god that poor guy if he's getting into journalism in the 60s uh-huh. Oh, yep. oh boy, that just oh no, I just yeah. thought, oh poor Richie, oh god, no,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just as bad as putting Lenny and Squiggy in the army like several years before Vietnam, yeah, was,
1: like oh, and not, even, and not even that long before Vietnam. I mean, because about the time that he joins the oh. reserves, um, he was that was when the first operations were first starting to happen, but again, that's oh man, because that's because I think uh, this, the the event that takes place in We Were Soldiers, that Mel Gibson movie, um, uh-huh. I think. That was in fifty eight or fifty nine, I want to say, maybe yeah. nineteen sixty.
0: Yeah,
1: but it was, oh, uh, and that was huge. That was the first major, like, sorry, tangent. I'm sorry, but yeah, and I'm sure. No, 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 no,
0: no. It's okay. No, it's okay. that's okay. Yeah. okay. It's okay. It's also
1: I need to be careful because I I know that military history is like one of the, the the deepest pits of stitch counters. I want to be very careful about what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm leaving it's this all, all in. There's some mistakes I will leave
0: it's in. All okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're good. So you, what would you rank this one?
1: Um, for me, it's seven and a half, probably an eight in some respects, because there was so much I liked about it. You know, I think that extra point just from the Happy Days crossover factor.
0: Yeah. It's solid eight date for me. Uh, lots of little fun lines, great choreography. Uh, so one of my favorite crossover episodes, I think this might be my favorite crossover episode, except for Fonzie's funeral, which happens in Happy Days. Mm. Down the line. Mm. Where the, gang, where the girls show up, Fonzie fakes his death, and the girls and the boys go to, go to his funeral. Mm. And Laverne tries to rip off her owl and put it on the casket.
1: Oh, no. Because oh. she's so moved. Oh, boy.
0: Uh, just, now that's probably my favorite out of all of them. But, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a darn good episode. It's a darn good experience. And this is a darn good season so we're gonna get a lot of high points here the low points will come Mm. sadly sadly the low points will come.
1: yeah but i mean so far though i mean i'm greatly enjoying it i mean we're four episodes in and i mean this is gosh and it's a really good time it's a lot of fun i mean it's not like it's you know hit us with anything too emotionally heavy so it's uh
0: yeah
1: it's good times ahead oh dear
0: that's coming
1: oh dear that's oh coming. dear oh dear okay prep uh, for the
0: fields prep for the
1: Hmm. Mm, mm. i might need a i might need a pillow i might need a i might need some pepsi and milk i might need a little boo-boo kitty oh dear um <laughs> but anyways um but what is what is ahead next for uh for next week
0: next week the girls go to a, a bridal shower which is the episode is tumbled, oh yeah and they have to deal with being the only two single girls in the room oof oof that's oof meanwhile the boys try to break a marshmallow stuffing record
1: oh no they do the chubby bunny thing
0: yeah they do the chubby bunny thing Lenny he does
1: oh uh, <laughs> uh, don't play chubby bunny it's not no don't do that kids um <laughs> Cool. But awesome. Okay. So that sounds good. We'll get some, uh, we'll get some girls being the girls, you know, around other girls, which is, I like those episodes. I like those more feminine, those feminine driven episodes. That should be a good time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, cool. All right. Well, I guess that's something awesome and fun to look forward to. And, uh, I guess, yeah, that's just, should be us. That should be it from us today and if you would like to uh to continue the discussion with us you may find us on twitter at nightfnightpc and we're also on night after night pod on uh, things like facebook and tumblr and uh, as well as we have our patreon so please do check that out and please think of supporting us cuz we uh we do have some incentives for bonus episodes down the line that we would like to uh we would like to do and uh you know we're still just trying to do what we can to do the show and uh and all that sort of stuff so yeah, I think that's kind of it for us today. But thank you again so much for joining us. We hope you had a good time and uh and just uh you know, remember, you know, be good to each other, good to each other, you know, good to yourself and um and appreciate good closets. Good closets need appreciation too. I think Richard was on to something.
0: And remember viewers, if you engage a couple of teenagers in a dance contest, don't punch out their date. You don't want to go up the river and end up in juvie.